Andrew is the Aussie bloke living in the US. Heather is the American gal living in Australia. Together, they travel the world sharing strategies on how to put your business on autopilot. Doing business online is no longer about having a website. To get more clients and take care of the ones you have, you will need a map. They've got it. So sit back and relax and welcome aboard. This flight is bound to autopilot your business. On today's podcast, we are talking about not being a wanker. Make sure to grab our free business automation guide now and get access to other special bonuses. Head on over to aybpodcast.com. Hey everybody, this is Andrew McCauley. Welcome to podcast number 76. We're talking about wankers today. What's a wanker? Well, we're going to share that information with you. In fact, our podcast is titled, Don't Be a Wanker, Advice That Can Save Your Business. Now, Heather Porter is going to join me in this discussion. I am sure she's excited about it. Hello, Heather Porter. Uh, Hello, Andrew. Hello, everybody. Now, Andrew and I kind of had a discussion around this. I said maybe we should call it um, (laughs) how to know what to look for when hiring. (laughs) But, oh, oh God, this is such a heated, wonderful topic, and we are so excited to give you some tips on this. The whole thing of how to not be caught out when you are actually trying to work with people or outsource or get people on your team to help you out with things. It's been a sort of a theme that we've been seeing lately a bit where people are, are getting caught out because they're not looking for the right things when building their team. So we can't wait to share what we have found. Yeah, essentially they're becoming wankers because they are <laughs> not doing the right thing. They're not looking, they're not investigating hard enough and they are hiring the wrong. In fact, only today, only today, Heather, we had a call from an ex-client mm. who, who left us because of whatever reason they went down the path of a not recommended outsourcer or outsourcing company and they come crawling back today saying, can you give us a quote? Can you come and help us fix up our stuff-ups? Yep. Um, because they they were a wanker, basically. <laughs> they, were, they were a wanker. They went down the wrong path. And they didn't pay attention to the signs. So this episode is dedicated to people like that. And we 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 love wankers. We've been them. We've all been them ourselves. But we've you know, but but there are, there are stupid decisions as business owners that we can't afford to make. So that's that's what this show is all about. And um, now, Andrew. Yes. So if I before we say if yeah. I, if I'm offending people, please take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah. We're doing it with love. We want to make sure that you're not a wanker and you're doing the right thing. <laughs> this is funny. I love it. By the way, guys, we've chosen strategically our little things we've both learned in the last week to fit this theme. So, Andrew, what have you learned in the last week? Potato salad. <laughs> Please explain. I learned potato salad. That's what I learned this week. <laughs> So I learned that there are a lot of wankers out in the world, as if I didn't already know. But here, let me explain. So this guy from Columbus, Ohio, decides to have a bit of fun, and he puts out a Kickstarter campaign. Now, for those that don't know what Kickstarter is, it's crowdsourcing. You have a project, you have a business, you have an idea you want to float, and you put it out there and say, you know what, people, I need some money you know, donate a dollar, donate 10, donate 20, and you'll get my undying love. You know, you really don't get anything for it in these Kickstarter campaigns. And this guy said, I want $10. That's all I want. I want to get $10 so I can make some potato salad. Now, he was just being, I don't even know what he did it for. He was just being silly, really. Um, anyway, it started taking off. It started carrying, uh, let's just 
spreading like wildfire. And all these people started throwing money into this campaign of his. You know, and he said, oh, if I get $10, I'm going to make potato salad. If I get $20, I'm going to do this. If I get $100, i am going to make two flavors of potato salad. You know, it was all, it was all a bit tongue-in-cheek. But what happened was it really kicked up a, a storm and people started paying this guy money to be on the potato salad. Now, I don't have a problem with people – contributing to a Kickstarter campaign. I'm, I'm, I'm involved with a Kickstarter campaign as we speak. But here's the thing. This is where my, my wanker bit comes in. So it got to about $30,000. Seriously, $30,000 from people around the world. Thought it was a bit of a laugh. We'll all give a dollar or $2 or whatever. And they gave him this money. Now, the mainstream media picked it up. Okay, and they went with it. Now it was in the in the news in Australia. It was in the news all over the US and Europe, and all of a sudden, all these people thinking it was funny all started contributing. So on one day, it went from thirty thousand dollars. In twenty four hours, it got to seventy thousand dollars. Oh my gosh, seventy thousand dollars. Now, they're the wankers. They're the ones who are the wankers because I'm thinking, listen, the dude's got more than enough. You want to contribute why? Why do you want to contribute to this sort of um, – this event? You know, it's to tell your friends that you contributed to a, a worthless event. Anyway, so I got the $70,000. So that was yesterday. Now, this as of this recording, it was yesterday. Today, I've gone on the Kickstarter campaign to check it out thinking that it would be around about, you know, if it's gone from 40 to 70 in 24 hours, I'm expecting it to be around 100 or so. Today, yeah. What do you think it is? Yeah. What? What? Uh, well, it's back down. It's back down to forty-five. <laughs> All these people left. All these people asked for their money back, and they retracted it. There you go. They got smart. Hopefully. Uh, so another seven hundred backers, but half the money gone. Wankers. That's all I can say. <laughs> that's all. That, that's what I learned. I learned that there are people there who can get money for nothing. There you money go. Money for potato salad. Um, it's, you sort of begs a question like what, what do people value in this world? It's getting harder and harder to work that out. Well, yeah. And, and on that whole topic of, of hype and, and you know what it is, it is kind of that strange follow mentality where there's really, something that's like suddenly trendy and cool and everyone just jumps on without actually asking themselves or pausing to take a moment to say, is this a good idea? Like, you know what? Yeah, this exactly leads into our, our conversation today. But you're right. It's it's the hype. It's like, what are the Joneses doing? If they're doing something, I've got to do it. I'm not even going to think whether it's worth it or not. I'm going to go and do it because everyone else is doing it. You know, it's like these these social sites. I mean, Twitter. Twitter started off with people going, what's the point of that? But all of a sudden, they had that tipping point and everyone wanted to use it. Snapchat, Facebook, they're all the same. As soon as the trend starts, everyone wants to be involved and it's just – Interesting to see how human behavior works. It is. So you're going to love what I have to share because I'm it's but, right on that. Tell me, speaking of wankers, do you have anything to share about these, <laughs> yeah. these beautiful breed of people? The Yo app. Yo. Okay. So there's this app. There's this app. I, I actually saw this um, like a good week or so ago about this guy and he's created this app where basically it just sends the words yo to somebody that you want. That's it. That's all it yo. is. But here is my concern. So not only has it like just totally become the number one app in the app shops around the world, it's also raised more than $1 million in Silicon Valley in funding. Now, again- There's a bunch of, there's a bunch of people in Silicon Valley eating potato salad and creating and, Yo! apps. And creating Yo! apps and funding them, which is so bizarre because we know like there was that bubble that burst in the, you know, the dot-com and, and people got on the bandwagon, didn't even 
stop to say, is this a good idea? Does this make sense? And what I found with technology in any industry where there's a jargon or um, a different sort of language that people don't understand, they will jump on that bandwagon thinking that it's the cool thing to do because they don't understand it. And so I look at this and I think, okay, so suddenly this guy's gone out there and he's found wankers to invest $1 million in something that's going to crash and burn, I'd imagine really fast, you know? <laughs> so we've put together a list of the top 10 things you can do with the Yo app. Are you ready for it? Number one, you can send somebody the word Yo. Yeah. That, that's it. That's it. That's it. You can't do anything else. There you go. I know. Go for it. A million dollars to say two <sighs> letters. That's 500000 a piece. See, I know. So so back on the point, I guess, of what we're talking about today or this evening or whenever you're listening to this is – there's a, there's a true story. So I want to start with the true story. Now, there is a company that is very big. It's a national company. And I won't mention names, of course, but I, it's important you guys all understand this. So it's a national company. They have offices in four different cities. And they have decided to hire a new social media manager. Now, this is where the story and the plot thickens. The social media manager does not have their own Facebook profile. So they had to create a Facebook profile to start to be an admin on this company's page. So it's, you're telling me that you're telling me that not not only do they not have a now when you say not have a profile, do you mean not much of a profile? Or they've they never even logged on to pro, uh, to create Facebook in the first place? It doesn't appear that they're they have had one in the past, no. So this is a recent endeavor of theirs to open up the Facebook profile. Now, if you Google this person's name, because most business owners, you would think, right, when you when you do a bit of a reference check on somebody in anything in new media marketing, you definitely would. First thing I would do, Andrew, is go and Google that person's name. And I would be saying, OK, how do they handle their social media accounts? Do they have a website? And all that's very important because you should be able to master the Internet in a way personally before you take it on professionally. So this particular person, we, we Googled their name and nothing came up except for one job post. This was a post. They don't, they don't have an online footprint, so to speak, right? Exactly. No online yeah. footprint. So they were hired to take on social media management. We're talking with 10 accounts like you know, LinkedIn, a couple of Google Plus pages, personal, different things, right? And even, even the voice of the CEO of the company. And so the problem with that, again, comes down to, and I believe that the person that was hiring them also doesn't have a social media presence. And so they just know that they need a manager. This, this, they've hired this person based on probably the story that they shared, but, but never even occurred to them to go and Google or go into Facebook and do a search to even look to see that this person understands what they're doing. True story. I, I have nothing to say. <laughs> No, seriously, it's seriously, it's it's like um, we often say this is that people know more about you before you even meet them than you really want them to know because they're looking at you. They look at your website, they're looking at your social profiles, they're looking at what you've done on Facebook, and you know, there's all this talk about oh, should you delete those photos from you know five years ago, that drunken night at that party, and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, it's understandable if if this person was a doctor or a, um, you know, a childcare worker or a, um, you know, an interventionist with, um, you know, uh, violent victim, victims of crime and stuff like that. But we're talking about a position that 
they are saying that we know how to do a particular job. We know how to work it. We know what ne- what's needed in far as far as marketing goes for your business, and I'm happy to come along and put myself out there to do that. And they don't have any of those credentials as far as can be seen. And here's a concern. Like you wouldn't go to a doctor and say, hey, uh, I've got this heart problem. I want you to basically cut my heart out and put a new one in. Mm. Um, and don't even ask him if his name is Dr. Smith. His just name is John, John Smith. Um, because he's got a white coat and he said, yes, he is a doctor, you're going to take it on face value that he is. Mm-hmm which is a scary thing to do when you are putting your life of your business, the heartbeat of your business in the hands of somebody who has never done it before. I love now, this is not a, this is not an, this is not an isolated case. We look at the, we, we look at this cause we're in this space all the time. We look at a lot of uh, social media managers. We look at online marketers. We look at people who speak in the speaking industry to, and profess to be experts at um, a certain topic. Um, and I guess this is just coming from your and my background is that we know the real story behind a lot of these people, whether it's speakers, whether it's these managers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we know what sort of effect or what sort of credentials, what sort of experience and results they've been getting or not getting. Yet they put themselves out there as the experts. And no wonder people get burnt by these so called gurus because. They're not gurus at all. The gurus are taking your money, but they're not gurus at telling what they're supposed to be telling you. Yeah, it's a it's a good point. So, what I would love to do, I'd like to give some tips to people that are listening on the things that we have found that you can use to protect yourselves when you're actually going out there and getting help in the online space. So Great. These are these are key filters, things that you need to have when you're actually going you know, using social media and more importantly, getting somebody to help you, you you know, actually use social media and do your online presence. Mm -hmm. So let's start with um, Odesk and Elance, which are two very popular platforms where people go to post jobs and get help for outsourcing. And here's the key thing. Uh, One one thing that I know that I like to do is when you post a job, the platforms are great because they actually show you how many hours this person has done there. Um, they've they've shown you, you know, how much money they've even earned using, you know, with the jobs that they've gotten hired on in these platforms. But a lot of times they'll actually give you references. Here's a key point. If you're going to be working with somebody, make sure that you talk to one of their references, demand a reference, and then ask to talk to that reference, whether it's on a Skype call or it's an email. You want to hear, not from the the testimonials that the person's written, you want to talk to the person and ask them questions specifically. That is a way to protect yourself. Just because it's online doesn't mean that you don't do the same principles as if you were doing a bricks and mortar business, you know, a, a, a physical business. You're going to hire somebody. You're not going to just take it on face value. You want to check out their history. You're going to make that call. You're going to call somebody and say, did they work for you? What was their capacity? Uh, what was their job role? And then how did they perform that job role? It's standard business practice. If you're going to hire people, whether it's Elance or Odesk or any other outsourcing site or from any other country in the world or whether they walk into your shop floor tomorrow, you want to do some background checks. That's just simple, simple, simple. But people think because it's online and the person is freely giving up information that it must be true. Well, it ain't most of the time. It ain't. So there is a warning sign for you right there. And don't, and we're not bagging these sites, Olance or, uh, Elance or Odesk. We love them. We use them ourselves. 
Um, but we and we're not we're not bagging the people that work that you know get work from these sites either because we found some awesome stuff, you know, for our business too over the over the last seven years. From there, we're just telling you to be careful about who is on there and do your own um, checking. Absolutely. Now, the second thing, let's talk about um, social media. So we've already talked a little bit about it, but social media. Now, if you are going to get a social media manager, the very first thing you'll want to do is ask that person for all of the URLs to their social media platforms. Now, they need to be good at the platforms you want to be using in your business. So if you're going to be using, say, Pinterest and Instagram and Facebook, and those are your top three, then you want to see their those three accounts. Now, they can definitely say to you, oh, well, I don't really do much on my own. I do it for other people. That is a big, big, big red, red, red flag. And the reason why is that when you think about it like this, if you're working for somebody else, you're never going to have the heart and soul of doing something for somebody else that you are for yourself. So you're not going to take as many risks. You're not going to do as much creativity and that's why you want them to be proficient in these platforms by themselves first and foremost. Very good. Yes, it's true. It's it's checkout. Now, now what if – I'm going to give you a scenario here. What if they've got a great presence on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, an okay presence on Facebook, not much, so much on LinkedIn, not so much on uh, YouTube, hardly anything on YouTube, maybe nothing on Pinterest. What would you say about that? Is you know, is it is it is it a lopsided deal, or at least they've got something? What would your be be your opinion on that? My opinion is, when hiring an expert, they always need to be two steps ahead of you. They don't have to be the best, but two steps ahead. So if you're starting Twitter and you have zero followers, or you don't even have an account, then is if they have an account and they have a thousand followers and they are active on it every day, if you think that's two steps ahead. Great. That absolutely it might be, and it actually probably is. So you're you're just gauging based on which accounts you want to go into and be using in your business, and you're making sure that this person is two steps ahead of you in all of those accounts. All right. So let me let me. I want to I want to bring up one thing. Sure. Um, what is it that they're checking for? Is it the number of followers? Is it the number of followers and fans on Facebook? Is it the number of followers on Twitter? Is it the number of pins that they've pinned on Pinterest? Like, no. is that important aspect, or what? What would you say would be the key? Two things. Yeah, good, at? very good question. It's the activity, so it's definitely making sure that they have been active on those accounts as recent as today or yesterday, and it's also the engagement. So, do they have people that are retweeting? Do they have people that are are liking or asking questions? You want to just double check that they actually know how to have conversations and not just do a post because anyone can just do a post. It's the engagement that's the magic formula of social media and getting it to work for you. Okay. Another Perfect. question. Good. Good. Here, here's a question I would ask too. If you're you're going to be hiring some or someone for social media, I would ask them, um, what is the, the number one most successful post that you have done in each of the platforms and why? Hmm. Because mm. each platform has a different language. We all know that we've talked about this in our other episodes um, where Instagram is all about, you know, images and hashtags and Facebook's more about, you know, storytelling and, and inspiration. It's all different. So you want to understand that they understand that. And, and I find because, again, we don't know what we don't know. So if you're hiring a social media manager, it's because you probably don't have time and don't know a lot about social media yourself. That's why it's so important to ask the question, what's your your most successful post and why on each of the platforms? 
So what is a um, what would be an answer that I, what am I looking for in an answer to that question? So a, a good answer would be anything along the lines of I took a video or I took an image or I put this up and I got five likes. I got 10, um, 10 questions coming back to me and one of those became a sale. And then I'd say, how did it become a sale? So you want to kind of have that conversation of not only knowing what it is that they posted, but have them give an intelligent answer as far as what did that post generate. Mm, okay. Good. good. So I'd good, go good, from good. that perspective. And again, I find that um, because if you're hiring a social media manager, you don't know what you don't know. So it's just the key point takeaway here is ask the person to give them, give you their clickable URLs to all their pages, spend a moment to click in each one and go and study and look and, and just see that they're active. Look at how many followers, followers that they have and then ask those questions. What's your most successful post and why? Mm, interesting. Okay. Awesome. So that's what else? What now, else? Here's another key one. So another big issue people have right now is website design and development. So mm. there's lots of, of, of stuff going on where, oh, I need a website. And I mean, as, as startup businesses and as entrepreneurs and small business owners, we definitely all have small budgets. And we need to keep that in mind. But what I find that's unfortunate is people will keep that in mind a little bit too much. So they go out and they look for a web designer. Um, they think, by the way, a web designer and a web developer is the same thing, which it's not generally the same thing. It's, it's two types of talent. Um, mm -hmm. One designs graphics and is creative and one develops it and codes it together. There's actually a third part in there that you should also be paying attention to, and that's the strategist. So. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think, okay, I just need a website. So they think that the designer is going to know how to position things on the site to get them traffic and leads and how to code it with best practices so it doesn't get hacked tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> so they're, they're, they're un, you know, not meaning to think like this because you don't know what you don't know, but they're going out and hiring a web designer and expecting the designer to, to put it together in such a way where they're going to get traffic and it's going to be a stable website for them. Um, uh -huh. That's not what happens because, again, we're talking about unique skill sets here. Uh -huh. So key point, I guess, here's the thing. Number one, when you're hiring a web person, you want to say, number one, do you do both the design and the development yourself? And generally, I, from our extensive past doing websites, I think it's also a little bit of a red flag when somebody says, yes, I do both myself because uh -huh. they're answering you because they want the job and they're not actually answering you honestly. Generally, you're going to want to have a team of people that are working together. There's loads of like husband and wife teams and small teams where one's the designer, one's the developer. And there's a reason for that. So the, the designer comes in from the design approach, beautiful design, boom, gets signed off with you, hands it to the, the developer, which is needs to be up to date on the, all the coding methods to make sure your site's secure for you. Now, the strategist is the different perspective in there. That's the person that says to the designer, now, you need to make you don't need to use sliders because sliders suck. And by the way, guys, sliders suck. People are immune to sliders and they're beautiful, but people don't click on them anymore. So you oh. need somebody that says, no, don't use a slider. You need somebody that says you need your opt-in box above the fold up in this area because that's where people are going to sign up. You need your um, you know, credibility points, again, up here, not at the bottom of your website. Maybe it looks prettier at the bottom of your website, but no, you need them up here and, and, this, and I'm sticking to it. So you need somebody that's going to delegate and, I guess, control your designer in that way. Some designers have a bit of strategy, but not all of them. Okay, so let's talk about web site designers 
and or not so much no not so much designers but website specialists who help you put it all together they're going to build your website and they're going to get your traffic and all that sort of stuff that's their that's their shout cry to everybody and let's go back to wankers <laughs> yeah checking on what sort of things can you check on that they're out there showing the public world evidence of how good or bad they are so first of all, I would be looking for their portfolio. So you want to have a link to samples of their work or give the, have them provide samples of their work to you. You want to look for a nice, clean design that you like. So design-wise, you're looking for something that, yeah, I think that looks, that looks great. Then you want to ask them the question, why did you position all the content in those places? What specifically made you put that video there? And what made you put that sign-up newsletter box there? You want to hear what they say. If they just said, oh, it's because the client wanted it, run away. Because, mm. yes, the client knows best and all that, but in the web world, not really. I mean, you, you need to have the strategy behind it. So if they say, oh, the client wanted it there, I'd, I'd question that big time. I would actually say, okay, well, does the client have a background in online marketing? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you, what you're wanting them to say back is, okay, so what we did is, is we use a series of wireframes or tests we've, we've come up with over the 200 websites we've designed. And we have found that by positioning this here, you get 80% more leads. By putting the video here, then you'll get you know, 50% more clicks. You want them to talk in that sort of way where they, they're showing you and demonstrating to you that they've studied it and they've done research on it. Mm-hmm. So, so what about traffic and, you know, talking about how to be the expert in your field and you go to their blog post and you see something that you just shake your head at? <laughs> Again, it comes down to what are you hiring the person for? And, and now I think a lot of people m- misinterpret the fact that when you get an online strategist or a social media manager, they're actually going to do everything for you, which is not the case. It's being very, very specialized where you have social media experts and even experts within experts of that. You have web designers and strategists. You have blog strategists. You have traffic strategists. So if you're hiring you know, a, a web company and, and you're hiring them to do website for you, you want to know that the website is laid out properly, but you don't have to care that they don't have a good blog or that they don't have a lot of traffic on the blog. If you're hiring them for traffic, then that's a whole different story. So mm-hmm. that's when you start to go, okay, great. Now I'm actually now going into traffic brain set here and I need to study their traffic. I need to know, do they have engagement? Are they doing consistent content, which is a key of doing traffic? So if they're not consistently doing content and they're going to come to you and say, yeah, we're going to do, you know, some traffic for you, then that's, a, again, a red flag from that perspective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very much so. So I think, like, it's hard, you know, it's hard to be sitting here and thinking, oh, God, I need help in all these areas. What's easy is that each of these areas demands a different skill set. And as we go more and more into the digital era, that is exactly what's going to happen. Each of these areas is going to have subtle um, areas of expertise. And you can't think, I'm going to go hire a web development company and suddenly I'm going to have content, I'm going to have social media advice, and I'm going to have you know traffic because that's just not the way it's happening anymore. Digital agencies have different departments for that very reason, that they have to have different levels of expertise and advice to share. 
Yeah, so I mean, you know, give me, let me give a, a, a comparison. My wife does a lot of house flipping, right? So yeah. she buys the house and then we renovate it and so on and so on. Now we have a general contractor who's a guy that generally fixes most of the stuff. You know, he might fix some tiles and some holes in the wall, put a wall up and that sort of thing. But he doesn't build pools, mm-hmm. right? He doesn't go and build a pool, although he probably thinks he could. He doesn't build pools. So we don't get him to build the pool. Yeah. Because we use a specialist to build the pool. He doesn't do the electrical work because you need to have a license to do that. So he gets somebody with a license to come and do the electrical work. You don't get the um, the landscape. You don't. He doesn't go to the landscaping because he's not. He's not. He's not ready to. He doesn't. He doesn't do that. He's not. That's not his skill set. He's good at building the stuff. So it's like having to going to look for a web developer that is a general contractor that can do everything: the pool, the lighting, the plumbing, the the landscaping. You can't have one person doing all of it because it's just too much information for one person to know very yeah, well. Yeah, and if they say they can do everything, then ask them who's on their team. Mm-hmm. Because if they say I don't have a team, then run away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. So, so that, that's what I just thought. This comparison is that there really is more than when you're building a website. It's not just the website. It's more than that. It's more components that go into it, and you just got to start thinking about what does go into a website. What are the things that that I need for my business to make sure I've got the most um, effective brochure, basically for my site for my business, because. Yeah, you know, this is going to be a fairly large um, outlay for you because it's your business, the window to your business. And as people move on more on online and more on mobile, this is the real window to your business and you want it to make sure that it does what it's supposed to do and that's attract people and convert them properly. It is. So be be looking for good graphic artists. Be looking for good web developers. Be looking for good social media experts, traffic as experts. And that's exactly why Andrew and I have moved more. For those of you that have been to our, our new website recently, you might have noticed a bit of a shift. Because we've now been doing podcasting, has it been three years, Andrew? <laughs> Uh, it's coming up two, two and a half two and a half years yeah two and a half years we've had a magazine a digital magazine for a year um we do you yeah, know we've had that for 18 months 18 too. months gosh that's crazy you're right mm-hmm. we have um online tv we we do videos on youtube we've been doing this now for sort of years and so we're at this point where we thought well what is it that we've gone into with special, you know, our expertise? And it really is content creation publishing because we've been doing it day in, day out in our business for so long that we're really going in that direction. And it is a form of traffic. I mean, it's it's the ultimate form of traffic. It's the way to build a brand and build a movement without paying for it. And um, I just wanted to bring that up, I suppose, because in the, in the beginning, we called ourselves a, a full digital agency. And even four years ago, we were able to do that. We we could, you know, we could actually do social media and websites and all that. But as the online world has gotten crazier and more and more, you know, um, scattered and diff- more competitive as well, special going into areas of specialty is where it's at, and that's why we've taken this approach, and that's why we're sharing this information with you guys as well because we've seen how important it is in our business and where we're headed, and we want you to understand that. It is no longer just about hiring one person anymore to make your online business grow. Yep, definitely, definitely love it. I think it was good. I, I love doing this wanker yeah. episode. Yeah, me too. But uh, you know, it, it's one of those things you just got to think about your business in terms of: Am I getting the best team for my business? Yeah. Am I getting the best things that I need? Am I doing the right research in order to get the best team? What's that famous axiom: Hire slow, fire fast. 
That's um, it. Yeah. It, it certainly works the same. It's the same, same in this industry, industry too. Make sure you you do your due diligence and make sure the people that say they can do the things actually do the things that they say they're going to do. So important, you guys. Your your face, your brand is the internet now. That's that's mm-hmm. where you everyone is hanging out to find you and know more about you. And if you don't have the right people around you supporting you getting your brand out, watch out. <laughs> watch yes. Out. Now, speaking about getting your brand out and finding you and reviewing you, where can people find out more about us and where can they also do a review for our wanker episode? <laughs> All right. Come on by autopilotyourbusiness.com forward slash podcast. Now, that's our podcast website. We'd love for you to come on by episode 76 and uh, drop us a line. Let us know what you think. We'd really love to hear because we've kind of gone funny with this episode. So did you like it? Did you like the new direction we've taken? Um, now also we'd love to have you pop on by aybguide.com. You'll see a funny photo of me up there. You might want to come and check it out. aybguide.com. And we give you tips and scripts that you can use in your business straight away to get some great leads and also know exactly what to do to follow up with them, which is where most businesses have a massive weakness and leave us a review on iTunes. If you listen to us over there or anywhere else that you're tuning in as well. Heather mentioned we did do a rebranding exercise recently. It wasn't just an overnight one. It was a it was a six month long rebranding exercise. If you want to check out our new brand, our new website, um, we'd love to hear your feedback. Autopilotyourbusiness.com. That's our main site. That's where we live and breathe. Um, <laughs> you can check us out there. We'd love to see you come on by. So there's a whole bunch of things for you to do. Do it all before the next episode and we'll be very, very happy. <laughs> Nice, Andrew. <laughs> All right, H. All right, Thank you, guys. you very much. We'll go and find some more wankers for, for us to talk about next week. Perfect. <laughs> See you later. Bye, guys. All passengers and cabin crew should now be seated with their seatbelts securely fastened. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first officer speaking. On behalf of your captains, Andrew McCauley and Heather Porter, we would like to thank you for taking the journey with us to autopilot your business. You are now closer to putting your own business on autopilot using the internet. Of course, if you would like to rack up some frequent flyer points, visit our website, www.autopilotyourbusiness.com, or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash autopilotyourbusiness. These frequent flyer points are totally useless, but the information is gold. Until we fly again, happy travels.